we're off. We are. All right. Hello and welcome to Sh- We're Reading Dirty Books. This is Salat. And this is Kalina. And we're a podcast who reads and reviews paranormal romance novels. Thanks for joining us today. If you're new, welcome. And if you're not, uh, welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> yeah. I don't have a plan. This is You don't have a plan? We didn't plan it. We didn't. I have one. Oh, okay. And it works. So we're gonna like go a little bit off of yeah let's our just normal, do that normal child. whatever we could do it every way we want so <laughs> it's our podcast you can't tell us we us. can't quickie are you or are you not looking forward to menopause well i'm not <laughs> <laughs> the answer to it is i am not <laughs> are you <laughs> i sort of am Look, I don't want to go through all of the, like, shit that we have to go through. It, I mean, the woman's body is already, like, we're just fucked up all over, but we have since birth. And it will be until forever. But I think the outcome of it, of not having to go through our our monthly vampires, is what Dan and I like to call it, (laughs) I look forward to. I don't want to go through the motion of actual menopause because you want to be on the other side of it, though. I want to be the on the other side of it, so I'm ready to go through that process so that I could just be like, "Ah," and be done with it. You know what I mean? So like, that's I get that. I'm. I think maybe I have a slightly different feeling about it because of having been on birth control for 20 Mm -hmm. years. I didn't have a normal hormonal cycle because I was stunting it with hormones. Um, That's what the pills are. And since I've been off of it for the past two, almost three years now, two, how many, three, how many years? Uh, However many years, two. I think maybe almost three. No, just two. (laughs) It's only been two. two, (laughs) I think 21. Uh, About this time, 2021. So just two. I have finally gotten back into a really good rhythm and I really appreciate you know, yeah, it does it suck a lot of the time? Sure, there's definitely times where I'm like, well, this is painful and I don't enjoy it. But it's more the way my body was always supposed to work and I was not allowing it to, right? And okay. so I have a more like, I really want to keep it and I'm nervous that I only have like maybe five to seven more years before right. <laughs> menopause or perimenopause starts and that'll start changing all of that cycle that I'm finally getting used to and getting straightened right. out and all of it. So I'm a little, I'm less excited. I'd like it to be further off. Hopefully it will be. Like maybe it'll be like... In my 60s instead of 50s. Yeah. I guess I can understand that completely because because you didn't experience it organically, mm-hmm. you know, throughout your life when you were going through all of the periods and stuff like that. And it was like yours in particular were just terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But I've gotten you like, you know, they're terrible, but they're the same now. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. They're just always terrible. So you're just fine with it. You're like, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, did you know that for women, like women have just drastically better heart health right up until menopause? Well, heart diseases, uh, do you mean like heart, like heart disease and stuff? Yeah. With, okay. Because as, soon as, we, as soon as we hit menopause, our heart health declines oh. because of the estrogen. So oh. uh, pre-menopause, we're, our heart is in way better condition than men our same age. Mm. Okay. You know, if you, if you, you know, control for all other factors diet and you know exercise and all of that women have much healthier hearts and they think it's estrogen because we have estrogen throughout our our lives and then as soon as you have menopause and your estrogen falls off Hmm. then we drastically catch up and have the same negative heart health as men in our later ages yeah (laughs) 
Yeah. So like you don't want it to happen too soon because now you have to deal with heart shit. I didn't know that. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. It even like sort of supports the idea or not the idea, but the the study that Dan found that why men have men cold, man colds is because they don't have estrogen to help fight it off. <laughs> but I oh, mean, that makes a lot of sense. And I guess for me in particular, like I already have low estrogen for being a woman. Mm-hmm. I had to have a lot of like hormonal medication and other stuff when I was going through IVF because my estrogen level was so low. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So now that is a little bit more concerning, but there are supplements, right? Is there a way to help? with that afterwards that's um uh hormonal replacement therapy which is used to be kind of a big thing is kind of starting to come back there's a whole story about that and actually we're gonna share an article about that for a fun (laughs) fuck fact because i was just reading an article recently about it and learning a bunch of shit i didn't know so yeah but yeah there there is they can help with that but it's still it's just fascinating that yeah men have bad hearts (laughs) Their whole life. <laughs> not not all men, obviously, but sure. But just worse than women up them. until menopause and then women's hearts catch oh. up. <laughs> just can't get a fucking break. That's exactly what I was talking about. I was like, I'll look forward to not ever having my period again, but now I have to fucking worry about my heart. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Just a little something, please. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. It's so yeah, no, I'm not. I mean, it will happen. It's not like you can control it. Sure. I just really yeah. pray for an easier version of it than some of the ones you hear about. And the ones we hear about more notoriously are the ones that are just like terrible. Here's my number one fear. I'm already always hot. Like, I know. Always. Like I sit in my office just fucking my face is flushed. I'm sweating. My coworker has the fucking like heater on and five <sighs> blankets and 10 coats. And she's like, it's freezing in here. I'm like, it is objectively not freezing in here. It is not. It is hot in here and I'm warm. And I'm like, if I go through a hot flash when I'm already, I will spontaneously combust. <laughs> like I won't make it. I will die. <laughs> That's my. That's why I don't want to go through it because I'm just like, no, I can't get hotter. I'm already too warm all the time. I was thinking that same thing too, and I was actually thinking about you when I was listening to this book, and I was like, oh man, this is going to be real terrible for Kalina in particular, but even for me who prefers to be cold. Yeah, like I don't look forward to that either. I don't want to be randomly hot in the middle of the day when you're not doing anything that's not okay also i don't like indecision and that my body is just like i can't decide what temperature i want to be i'm gonna be really (laughs) mad at it like i need to know i'm very black and white do you want to be this or that you cannot go in between (laughs) or keep switching like pick a lane (laughs) exactly pick a temperature just be that i'll deal with it then god i could either have a coat or a fucking heater (laughs) or uh not a heater um (laughs) <laughs> the fan either a coat or a fan just don't make me do both or neither <laughs> <sighs> oh well well uh, hopefully we're many years <laughs> off from that and i think we'll so. deal with it in the future but hey that takes us to our book yeah. for this week guys and that is hexes and hot flashes this is by uh, lisa manifold narrated by eva wilhelm this is part of the of course i don't have this series. oracle of winter or winter oracle Thank you. Some version of that name. One of those. (laughs) Oracle of Winter. (laughs) Oracle of Winter, which introduces us to our main character. Winter. Winter. (laughs) And uh, quits notes, please. Okay. So uh, Winter is in her mid to late 40s and her husband has just passed away. And her children are all grown adults, you know, in their in their early twenties, and they've they're out of the house. So she's kind of struggling because that's a little early to lose. He he died in a helicopter crash, so it's not a 
medical or cancer or anything, but it was very unexpected. It wasn't, you know, prepared for. And then she finds out really awfully that he had a whole second family, a whole nother wife and two other kids in Arizona. And he has split their life insurance policy, a really sizable life insurance policy that she helped pay for with their business the whole time. And she only gets 20% and the other woman gets 80. Yeah. And then she goes through all the emotions that one would go through when the person who's fucked you over is not around for you to be pissed about. <laughs> like, uh-huh. you know, you're just like, God damn, I want to be so mad. And she goes out on the town because she's like, I just got to get out of this house. I got to treat myself. I've got to start living. I can't be sad anymore. Uh-huh. He doesn't deserve my tears. And she's like, maybe I'll go dancing. And she goes out on the town and meets a guy. And she goes back to his hotel room. And then he disappears. <laughs> and it looks like it's, it looks like the place has been burgled or ransacked. And she calls the cops and then sits down and finds a bracelet and puts it on. And whoops, now she's a magical oracle of Delphi. <laughs> or some other name yep. that I don't remember. But it's they're related to the Delphi oracles. So. The Fiyama or something. Fiyama. Fiyama. I don't know. I didn't. Rara. I didn't pin it, (laughs) so I can't say. So now she has to figure out this whole bit of what it means to be an oracle. She's got this magical bracelet snake thing on her arm that won't, it basically looks like a tattoo. It won't come Mm -hmm. off. Uh, She has to go find a grimoire that's going to tell her all about her powers now and what what being an oracle means. A dude named Logan shows up on her front porch. She pepper sprays him because she's like, what are you doing here? (laughs) The cops think she might be involved in this guy's disappearance. The guy who she, Ash, who she went back to his hotel room and then he disappeared. Some other people keep showing up trying to maybe take the bracelet from her. She has to figure out Logan's... He's a... What do they keep calling it? Not consultant. Companion. Consultant. Cons- a consultant. Consultant. Which is a weird word, yes. but okay. He So people consult the Oracle to find out things. They don't know who the Oracle is in the supernatural world, but you can do a fire spell. And if your quest is... Worthy, worthy yeah, is is yeah. is like honorable, worthy. It's not negative. Then you will be shown the location of the oracle, and you can go to the oracle, and they will help you figure out whatever your quest is, whatever you're looking for or, or need mm-hmm. help with. And he needs help because he woke up seven years ago in a desert without any memory of himself. So he's a shift panther shapeshifter who only has a seven year old history, <laughs> and is like, I don't, I want to find out my past. I need to know who mm-hmm. I am and what what I was doing before and how it happened. And so she's trying to help him do that. And if she doesn't, if she fails as an oracle, then she probably is going to (laughs) die. We're not sure. So she has to succeed at first. And then she starts to get more information from past oracles and the book and the snake and all these things happen. And she, I mean, she kind of helps him. They figure out some things. She does find out his original name. And so then he's on a path to figuring out what happened to him. Yes. So she does give Logan that. slowly getting there. Yeah. Yeah. And then she also talks with her kids about all the shit that (laughs) is swirling around because of their dad's infidelity and issues. Mm -hmm. And they decide to go meet their half-siblings in Arizona. And that's the end of the book. Yeah. The half-siblings are really young. They're... I forgot. They're school age. They're like nine and... I have no idea. I'm not going to say. They're children, though. Yeah, they're children. Versus the adults, like 20-year-old children of the the first marriage. Of Of the real marriage, the only one that has legality to it. The (laughs) 25-year marriage with college-age children. No, post, they're all 
out of college. They've all finished. Oh, have they? I thought they were still in college. No, no, no. The youngest one oh. is like 21 or 22. And that's around okay. when you finish up college, depending on when you start. And that was when Derek, the husband, changed the insurance policy. As soon as his youngest kid with winter. That's what that was. Got it. Finished school. He changed the policy because now, as far as he's concerned, they no longer need as much help because they've gone through school and the parents were able to pay for all of their schooling. So now he's setting aside the bulk of the money for the two youngest kids with his new wife or second wife, second family, so that they can then be paid, like their shit can be paid for out of that. Yeah, because they're they're little, little. And there is an understanding that, of course, it's neither, none of the kids' faults. But it is very difficult. And it almost seems like because Winter is (laughs) sort of Facebook stalking the other wife. What is her name? Natasha? Yeah. Natalie? Natalie or Natasha. One of those two. I think it's It's an N word. (laughs) It is an N word. I think it's Natalie. That Natalie didn't know either because all of a sudden there were all the pictures with her and Derek because they look like the happiest little family, the cutest family. And then in weeks to come, she started taking down the pictures of her and Derek. So it seems like Natalie also didn't know that there was that she was the other wife, apparently. Yeah. And and then Derek does say that they find a hidden box with letters to all of them. Um, and in her letter, in in the letter he wrote to Winter, it, fuck, it was a sucky ass letter. I'm sorry. (laughs) I was pissy. But he basically was like, Natalie had no idea. I never, you know, she doesn't know. Mm -hmm. So don't be mad at her. (laughs) But I, but I did love you. I loved you both. And I'm like, oh, fuck off. That is not what love is. You don't get to say that. Fucking. No, the way that Lisa started off this book, though, was actually really good. Like, I loved how it started because of the there was a lot of emotion and it. it was really sad. It was like it's a just fucking gut punch. I, like, I think it any really any is. woman and other, you know, other, but really like any woman who reads this who's had any kind of brush with like an unfaithful partner mm-hmm. or a, any kind of even like the touch of it and like that fear that there's always something else that you don't know and is being kept from you. And then, yeah. so to read this, it was just, it's instantaneous gut punch. You like feel all of Winter's emotions the second oh, yeah. the insurance guy, and oh, I was so pissed at him. Fuck. Yeah. He's sitting there and he Cody. can't say it. He just won't spit it. I was like, you have better spit this shit out before I just start hitting you until you tell us what the fuck <laughs> is going on. But because he has to tell, he has to be the one that tells her. Hey, you're not, not only are you not going to get the full amount of your insurance policy that you thought was coming to you, you're only getting 20%, but it's because he has a second fucking family. Let me tell you why. Yeah, no, that was a, that was definitely a gut punch, but she starts it off as this like beautiful relationship that they had for 25 years. And it's so sad. I mean, no, you know, it is sad how he died, but she's also going through menopause. She's already having all of these bodily changes, these emotion, like emotional changes that her husband has been dead for six months and Kalina and I are on our period. And it's just like all of these <laughs> well, like different. <laughs> I'm ovulating. I'm not on my period. Oh, you're, but... oh, oh, you're ovulating. Okay. Yeah. I am full blown on mine. So we're still, we're going through, we're having those extra high, <laughs> you know, emotions. <laughs> and it starts off like that. And then you're just real sad because he, he pre set up to send her flowers for her birthday. Yeah. Um, he must so just have received... like a standing order. Yeah. So she received on her birthday, a bouquet of flowers and a note, that was handwritten by him. I mean, that that love letter or the love note that he put on that those flowers were way better than that fucking letter he left in that secret box. Yeah, well, because one is obviously one is the truth and one is a lie. Yeah, and it's easy to write exactly. a fucking lie. But then you've got all these emotions and all these things, and you're just feeling every single thing oh. that Winter is feeling. 
I mean, I am kind of glad because at first I was like, how is she going to set this up? How is Lisa going to set up this new love story that's going to happen between Winter and whoever it is that she meets? Because it seems like the relationship that she had with Derek was a good one until you it find out. It fucking wasn't. It was not. So, <laughs> I mean, it, it was still a good relationship. It just was built on a house of yes. lies. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, it gave us the reader a reason to hate him as well. So as we meet Logan, who is, we're assuming, going to be her love interest, then it's not so, not that it's bad, because Derek is dead, but it, it gets us there sooner. Yeah. And less guilty feeling, I guess. Yeah, I think so. So I think what's really interesting and what we should kind of do for this episode is compare this with the two other books we've read with slightly older 40-year-old um, main female characters. So mm-hmm. that would be Midlife Bounty Hunter by Shannon Mayer, right? That was her name. Yep, yep. Shannon Mayer. Uh, and there's Brina is her character and then Betwixt by Dorinda Jones and her character Defiance. So in all three, the characters are 40 something, right? Yes. I think Brina's the youngest at only 41. Yeah. And the other two are in their like later 40s. They all have lost spouses, either through death divorce or, or two divorces yeah. and two nasty fucking divorces. Yeah. Like they Brina and Defiance both got like ruined fucked. by their fucking exes. <laughs> yeah. Fucking yeah. rocked. Right? Mm-hmm. All their shit taken from him and everything. And then, or, you know, Winter's husband dies, but then it turns out he's unfaithful. So we get to hate all the exes or yes. all of the past husbands. We do. <laughs> they all suck. <laughs> yep. Um, and then they all fall into magical worlds, like, and magical mm-hmm. roles. Like, you know, Defiance finds out she's like this really powerful, special kind of witch. I don't remember exactly what kind or what her deal was, but she was something special. Because there's only a few of them out there, yeah. Yeah, and Winter becomes the oracle for all of the supernatural world. And Mm -hmm. Brina, who had already been able to kind of see magic, but she'd suppressed it while she was with her husband and while she'd moved on and tried to be a normal, quote unquote, normal person, Mm -hmm. jumps back into the supernatural world to become a bounty hunter Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, of paranormal things. With Robert. With Robert. So (laughs) I think it's an interesting because they are similar paths and similar story structures for an older character but they have a lot of differences in them they do and that includes experiences ailments (laughs) stories because we don't get like with winter this one we're actually experiencing menopause with her like she's going through the actual happenings of it i don't think that we get that with either brina or no i don't remember it like brina's still a little young for it she's only 41 but interesting enough as the 41 year old of the of the trio for these different (laughs) books she's the one that had the most physical complaints remember she's the most debilitated yes (laughs) she kept like talking about her age and how she can't do this anymore and as a person who just turned 40 last month oh we're recording on Salette's actual 40th birthday Uh, happy birthday thank you you. Um, we're not very decrepit I'm sorry I'm pretty spry I think for 40 (laughs) or just for any age really sure yeah I don't feel uh, like it's (laughs) all gone downhill all of a sudden so no I mean I have a few different things and whatever but I mean I think that if I could had a race across the street I could I mean, you don't cross the street, period, so I don't understand that (laughs) choice that you just made. (laughs) 
that was the only thing I could think of, and I don't know why. I was like, but like I could still play a tennis match if I wanted oh, yeah. to, you know, play some football with the guys. I think I could do it for like one round and then get mad at all of them because they're dumb. <laughs> but you know, so but I don't think that I would be as debilitated as uh, Brina. Yeah, was explained. That was that was the one. I wanted, like I, we had a hard time when we read that book because I was just like, she shouldn't be this the yeah. dire. <laughs> like things aren't that bad. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're only 41, lady. It's yeah, Winter, not I the think, end of your is life. probably the older of the three. Well, either between her and Defiance. I can't remember how old Defiance was. But she she doesn't talk about any of the only thing physical happening with her is the are the hot flashes. Hot flashes, yeah, mainly. And that's just reality, right? For mm-hmm. at some point whenever you start menopause. So she has it. She has to deal with it. But the rest of it, mm-hmm. yeah, she's not. In fact, a couple of times when her kids seem to like imply that she's too old. <laughs> For shit, she gets real busy with them. Like she does. What do you mean? Like I, I could take care of myself. Like I've been in the workforce. I've done this. You know, yeah. like, just a bunch of shit where they're just like, "But mom, you shouldn't have to. You're old." And it's like that's she's so not old. That's a, that's a hard perspective, right? Because I, I know we're not we're not forty five. We're forty, right? But to think we potentially could have had twenty year old kids. Oh, easily, easily. Because twenty is a an appropriate time to have kids. Obviously, I'm not saying that. It's it's not, or even a little bit younger, it would have been hard for us, obviously. But, but I mean, but just yeah, no, it's not it, impossible. It's definitely right. it happens. You know, it is a, it is a thing. It's a total <laughs> thing that we could have a twenty-year-old child right yes. now. It's so interesting to who have, would like, think I of think... us as an old person, and we'd be like, yes. "What the fuck? <laughs> not old." Oh, but sh- even the boys now, when they talk about me and Deanne, they're like, sometimes they ask me if I remember the Civil War. I'm like, "You." <laughs> I don't. My family was in a different country, so eat it. But, (laughs) you know, or they're like, 1983, that was so long ago. I'm like, it was only 40 years ago, you little punk. But anyway... It is. Yeah. It's. it's <laughs> I know. So it is hard to think about because I'd just be like, oh, I don't, I can't imagine having a 40 year old child. No. <laughs> or 20 year old yeah. child. I'd be like, excuse you. How do you exist? I do have to admit, though, that as a 20 year old, thinking about a 40 year old having sex probably wasn't at the top of my mind that was like, hey, that's actually pretty sexy. But oh, absolutely as, not. As a woman who has grown into her sexuality and it took all of my 30s to do it. <laughs> you know, of course, and as a 40-year-old now who is still actively sexual, mm-hmm. I don't see it as a gross thing. No, but, you know, no. It's so interesting how age does that to you. Like, because yeah. one, I barely see myself that. Like, I honestly have a hard time conceptualizing myself as, I, I mean, I understand that I'm 40 and I don't have a problem with being 40, but it doesn't feel like what I used to think 40 was, right? Exactly. And like, so I'm just like, I don't feel mean? all that different than fucking 20. I mean, yeah. I am, I'm less self-conscious and I care less about other people's bullshit. Yes. <laughs> 100%. And like you said, like sexually, like having the best sex of my life at this age than mm-hmm. like I ever was in my 20s for fucking sure. <laughs> like, yes. You just know shit more when you're older and you're just like, I can do this better. And the element of not giving a shit also. And also <laughs> older men, I think, like, I think men get better too with age. Oh, yes. 20 year old guys are stupid. <laughs> yeah. So all of that is a positive and it's interesting to read these books. The other, the thing that I'm also kind of disappointed in all three of these books 
and, and if you haven't been able to pick up on it yet, we also got no sex in this one. We haven't yeah. gotten any sex for these lovely 40-year-old ladies in their first books. Now, yes. all of them are series. All of them have additional books. There's definitely the feeling, especially Defiance in the Betwixt books, that she's heading for sex with that silver, mm-hmm. hot, hot silver foxy silver man. fox, yes. I'm, we're pretty sure Winter and Logan are going to become a thing. I think mm-hmm. that's coming. I don't know. Brina seems like she might fuck all of them. Where should- <laughs> I, I want Brina to fuck all I of do them. Too. And her, all of her men are like mysterious and broody and just like that strong. And so is sort of, sort of Roan. Yeah, Roan. In Defiance's book where he's just like, I mean, he's the sexy one, but he's quiet and stuff. But Logan's a different type of character. He he doesn't like he's attractive. Apparently he's got like, you know, he's like toned and has I mean, he's a shifter. When has ever a shifter not exactly. been attractive? <laughs> But he doesn't have, that's true, <laughs> but he doesn't have like that, uh, like he's not emitting that intense no. sexual mysteriousness. No. So I think that their sex is going to be very interesting when that happens. I think so too. I, I agree. Because yeah, he's not, he's not the mysterious, supernatural, quiet being. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's pretty talkative. He is like, I just want to find out who I am. And, he's, yeah. and then he's like, I feel like I need to protect you. And he, But he's not yeah. overly protective. Just like my gut's telling me I should be here. And then he like fights off a bull for her and <laughs> it's this yes. whole like minotaur situation thing with ariadne i don't know minotaur. Um, <laughs> that was a surprise uh, but anyway like yeah i think that'll be good so i hope yeah i hope winter and logan end up fucking and i think that their first experience i i've totally written this in my head good. obviously that the series already uh, it's being written and i think the next couple books are out already are how they two are they? of them are at least on two of um audible so i don't know okay. if that's all that there's gonna be or what <laughs> i'm speculating that their first sexual experience is gonna be good i think it's gonna be a lot of fun to read but i think that's what it's going to be i think it's gonna be more fun than like actual hot and heavy i'm hoping sexiness. so too i really i think it would be too and i feel like my my personal like experience right now in life it's much more like that which is yep. always what i've wanted it to be right and then yeah, we read these yeah. books where it's just like intense sex and you're like that sounds fun but you know sex should be funny too yes um, exactly <laughs> it's a little bit of a ridiculous situation sometimes i feel like someone's gonna pull a muscle or like or just <laughs> well like a, you know you get a charlie horse midway and you're like hold on hold on hold on <laughs> That is true. Even if I like, obviously, I'm four hours into being forty, but like that's what it was in my late thirties. Also, oh, yeah. like, oh, oh, you orgasm, and then all of a sudden your back goes out, or like your yeah, you your 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 foot's in a in weird position leg. for a little bit too long, and then that calf muscle goes, and you're like, hold on, hold on, I gotta move my leg. I just have to stretch it out this way. Sorry if I break your dick. <laughs> Or like his knee bumps and he's like, give me a second. And you're like, no problem. (laughs) I'll move over here. Let's figure this out. While you're down there, can you pop my ankle for me? (laughs) Just just pull on my hip. Give me a real good leg. (laughs) It's sex and chiropractor at the same time. Absolutely it is. You you just multitask. It's everything. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, everything's all loosey-goosey and you just go... (laughs) And your spine's all nice aligned. It's fine. <laughs> ah, morning sex is recommended <laughs> to start your day off right. <laughs> this is 
So, yeah, I'm really hoping that's more of the scenes we get yes. for Winter and Logan, because I think it'd just be fucking hilarious. Yeah. And we, we know Lisa. We've had interviews with her and read a, a couple of her books, and they seem to be on the fun side. So I, I, I fully believe it. she will have yeah. good bunny sex. So one <laughs> of the things that I thought was really strange, and I, we didn't know until just today, right before we were going to read it, or before we were recording, is, so like Salette said, we've interviewed Lisa. So we know she's a romance writer. We've met her a couple times and she was on for our 50th episode, if you guys are interested in going back and listening to that, her and and Corinne. And so I just picked this book without reading much more than the title because I thought the title was funny, Hexes and Hot Mm -hmm. Flashes. And then knowing that Lisa writes romance, I was like, of course, this will be romance, right? And Hexes implies witch, so it's going to be paranormal romance. And Hot Flashes implies slightly older character. So I was like, I love all of this. I'm in this, (laughs) right? Well, we didn't get sex, and I was like, oh, what a bummer. And so then I went back to look at the book, and I was like, let's see where they classified this on Audible. And it's classified as a thriller suspense. (laughs) And I was like, oh, well, that explains it. But then I checked the next couple of books, and the second book of the series is classified as paranormal romance. So that might be the book we get sex in. Yes, that (laughs) might be it. But then the third book in the series is literary horror. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, things are going to take a turn for necromancy and night sweats. Uh, hello, t- they all take a 90 degree turn for each book. She has hit multiple categories in the first three books. I'm just like, holy oh. shit. I don't even know where we're going. No. Uh, so that'll be no. fun. <laughs> it's really interesting. Because, yeah, uh, we aren't sure. It could be all over the map. But um, that kind of explains why maybe we didn't get sex in this book. It was considered a thriller suspense and not a a romance. (laughs) Which I think is real funny. But that also means that we don't have to possibly not wait as long to get the sex that we are always asking for. It better be in the second book that's classified as a romance. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to talk to somebody at Audible about what they're doing (laughs) classification wise. Look, guys, this is not not working. And these books are super short. Like this was a very uh, short listen. We did do Audible for this, so um, it's not super short, but it's you know it's not yeah it's in kind of a mid range. No, it's not like one of our I, like four hour books, but it's I th- and I keep saying super short because I listen to it super well, fast. Well, we do listen to it fast. Like it's normal read time yeah. is six hours, <laughs> three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you do it at one point five, you get it done a little faster. Four hours. It's a lot quicker. Yes. <laughs> But it was I fun. I keep forgetting that that's what I do. Because if I go back and I listen to it at one oh, or at a normal sweet speed, Jesus. there's no way. I'd be like, why are they reading so incredibly Every slow? Every single word. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, I couldn't listen to this if I tried. Nope, it would drive nope. me up a wall. Yeah, oh, once you get too. used to the the fast speeds, you can't like every mm-hmm. once in a while. If I listen on a different device than my phone, it's back at um one, mm-hmm. and it starts, and it's just seriously every word is like spaced out and given a pause, <laughs> and you're just like, oh, my ears are like, where's no. the speed here? <laughs> <laughs> Speak normally. <laughs> yep. So it's real weird. I, yeah, we've done a number on ourselves, and I can't listen at anything. Yes. I did have one recently that I had to back down to 1.35 because it was super accenty, and I was like, "Whoops!" Oh, <laughs> I yeah. think it was a bunch of Brits, and I was just like, "Oh, I can't understand you. Can't you have to slow down slightly." 
yeah the narrator is definitely a determining factor as well mm-hmm. because here's because if i go when we go back to an aiden snow to listen to that i'm okay with slowing him down a little bit because i want him mm-hmm. to say those dirty things in my ear and i need them to last so yeah i put yeah he gets he gets his slower speed too because yeah <laughs> I, that needs to be an experience <laughs> <laughs> yes. holy that's the he gives me hot flashes that one does yes, he does yes <laughs> So let's get into our kiss and tell there. I mean, there really isn't too much in the book. Kalina explained it all, you know, and that's also why we're, we'd like to have that comparison between Brina and Defiance in the other two books with all of our 40 year old women in their, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, yeah, just comparing the books with our, you know, our, our slightly, slightly older Uh, female main characters Mm -hmm. and just kind of the things that are similar that are kind of interesting because we don't really have this uh, plot line in some of the books with younger people that we read. Yeah. But then also the differences, like while one is kind of portrayed as more older, decrepit, and like you're mm-hmm. thinking 40s, not that old. No. <laughs> you know, I, I haven't, yeah. I never did look up how old Shannon Mare is to see if, if she's writing like near that as age. As a 40-year-old. Or, or a, a younger person's portrayal of 40. That's actually a really good thought because I didn't think about that oh she is she's in her 40s she was born in 79 so she's definitely in her 40s okay so interesting everybody goes through different experiences we're all going to experience it completely different and winter's experience here with her loss and after finding out that her husband was cheating on her had a whole different life and all of this other stuff she decides that she's going to go do something about it and just make herself happy in the way that she knows how to do that so she gets herself dolled up goes to the bar so the kiss and tell for this episode is have we after going out to wherever having dinner going to the bar going dancing whatever it is that we do gone home with anybody gone back to their hotel gone back to their Mm -hmm. homes whatever taking them to our home (laughs) taking them to our home right things like that um yes <laughs> yes <laughs> not too long ago i went out for halloween last year well two years i don't know you know time I'm has lost it's meaning <laughs> time is gone <laughs> and and i was like i'm ready this is it because it was after you know the big uh breakup and i was just like it'd been six months this or so and i was finally like all right we just gotta move on we gotta move on <laughs> we gotta figure this mm-hmm. out <laughs> And sex is a good way to do that. Yeah. And so, yes. yeah. I mean, I didn't pick him up per se. Like, he was kind of in our group. Like, he met us and was hanging out in the group that I went out with. So, it wasn't a complete... I, but I had never met him before. So, right. you know. But it wasn't a, a total, like, bar pickup like this was for her. Where she right. just he sat was down and then he closer. sat down next to yeah. her. Yeah. Because at least I got an introduction. So, but yeah, I've I've, yeah. I've done it. Yeah, we went, we came back home, and it's fine. And he did not get apparently kidnapped and disappeared by some that's supernatural a- agency. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so I had you a, didn't find a magical bracelet. I so. did not. I had a much better night than uh, Winter had. <laughs> Mine did not end in police. <laughs> That's always good. But had you done that before this experience? Um, Not like that. No, no. Okay. Like when I was going to bars younger, I would allow guys to buy me drinks and stuff. And then I'd run away and hide. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would be very determined not to go home with them. 
<laughs> also, weren't you like in a foreign country? Well, most like... of that did, did yeah. take place when I was 17 and living in you Finland. Were young. So obviously, <laughs> I was not interested because they were considerably older gentlemen and I was definitely not going home with them. But then I never really, I don't know, I never really went out. out. I, I did in college a little bit, but always in groups with friends, you know? I've never. Mm-hmm. The only times I've ever been at a bar by myself, uh, I take a book and I sit at the in the corner table and I read. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So I put off a very distinctive "don't fuck with me" vibe and uh, don't get picked up. <laughs> <laughs> Unless we're in New Orleans and there are twenty year olds. Yes. <laughs> and in that case, we still don't go home with them. That's right. We, ch- we try to chase them away as, as soon as possible, as fast as we can. <laughs> I really thought we were saying all the right things to make them just stand up and leave, but no, didn't but work I guess out. like t- typical 20-year-olds, they're not hearing what they want to hear. Or they are they only just... hearing what they want to hear, not what we're saying. But we didn't say anything that they wanted to hear. No, that's what I'm Emily saying. Is called... Oh, okay. I was like... going to say, Emily called them a, like a, tw- she goes, I work with 12-year-olds. I know these signs. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She got she real aggressive when she came yeah. out. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> we're like, Emily, we're not doing anything. Come That's on. so funny. I was like, I'm literally, ah. I had a Kindle. I was reading a book. Like, yep. the, so the people crazy. sitting outside at a table drinking water and reading books are not yes. the ladies to go pick up. We were drinking water, indeed. <laughs> and one was reading a book. I was. I was That's like, awesome. I got this. Um, anyway, go ahead. How about you? I've never gone home with anybody. I've never slept with anybody I didn't know. Okay. So all of the partners that I've had, I've either I've known them from either high school. I think the most stranger-ish person or like the most, I guess, sep- like there's an extra degree of separation was my neighbor who lived across the street. <laughs> yes. But but even then like I'd talked to him and hung out with him before we actually started sleeping together. But all of the other people I knew, like I knew who they were. I would say I went home with Dan on our very first date. We went to go play pool mm-hmm. with each other. And that was that. I would say that was it. Like that was my experience of going home with somebody was that. Uh, it wasn't on a rebound or anything. No. No, I've never had this like explicit winter thing, you know. Right. Like specifically her situation. Which is good. But I have, you know, well, the past year I've been dating a lot from the dating app. And I have slept with two people who I mm-hmm. just met. So I guess I am doing it more often. But you it's are not doing it more often. But it's not like this. I mean, we at no, least no. have talked. I mean, we're talking on an app. I'm trying to figure out how I feel about this now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, no, I mean, I feel fine about it. I have no issues because I'm making my own choices and I'm happy yeah. with them. So, but it is like, it's a completely different thought. Like, can you remember back when we started the podcast and we talked about oh, yeah. some of those stories and we we're like, and the never in a million years. Who, yes, and now yes, I'm just like, exactly. whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Come over and have sex. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it was just, it was like that same thing. Like we were talking about how like Emily is the brave one of us because she met Ryan at a, at a movie theater. So like they were complete strangers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah, we, we have... talked about Emily being brave and doing, and doing that. And we're just like, oh no, I'd never, you know? And then I just kind of like, I don't know what I'm afraid of. I'm not afraid of, I guess the only thing that, you know, would be concerning would be accidentally going home with someone who's an axe murderer, right? Who is dangerous but i have i've been on now i've been on quite a few first dates or whatever out of the app and i really think the gut thing is is real like if you can dial back you know anxiety and stress about Mm -hmm. being out and doing something out of your normal 
out of the sphere of, of comfort. Um, I don't know. What's the word? Comfort zone. <laughs> sphere of comfort <laughs> is what came to my brain. <laughs> anyway. Like you sit down and start talking to a person and your gut goes, uh, no. Yes. <laughs> Back away. You're- Instincts are true. Your instincts are a real now, thing. Follow we, them. Because we know that serial killers are real and they get past people's instincts, it's not f- infallible I by mean, any means. Sure. But definitely, like, the ones that I have, like, the less good feelings about, I don't go on second dates with and I don't, you know, they, yes. they, they get the coffee date start. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Most recent guy gets the, hey, why don't you come to my house and have soup start? <laughs> <laughs> See, there's two there's two ways this can go. <laughs> yeah. So. And I couldn't even imagine going through that. Like, I think I would be a little bit more hesitant just because I have that fear of everything and everyone. So for me, if I had to get back in the dating pool for any reason, I don't know how well that would go. I told Dan that I was just going to buy a machine and not worry about men. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they make sex dolls now. I mean, what's the... Yeah, what do you need one more? <laughs> do you know, if I needed to talk to somebody, I could just like... Oh, you've got us. We're I chatty. Do. Absolutely. I've got my ride or dies. Absolutely. So we're good. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. yeah. I guess that's our fun fuck fact. No, that's mm-hmm. not our fun fuck fact. That was our kiss no, and tell. that's right. Yes. <laughs> I'll just die just agreeing with everything you say. You're like, yep, it is. It's absolutely yep, everything. That's good. <laughs> that's Okay, so we'll move into the fun fuck fact. So like we kind of said at the beginning, this episode, because we have um, Winter who's experiencing the beginnings of menopause and discussing like her sleeplessness and hot flashes and stuff. We have an article about menopause because we think it's important. It's, you know, like everything to do with women, especially women's health. For so long, we've been told, you know, oh, just don't talk about like no one wants to mm-hmm. hear about it. Right. It's icky yep. and gross. And no one wants to talk about it. And then all of a sudden you're like 45 and you start experiencing shit and you're like, oh, my God, what? I need to talk about it. <laughs> like we should talk about shit more. We shouldn't. It shouldn't be a surprise. It shouldn't be like your period where you wake up one morning in blood and you're like, oh, my God, what's going on? Like what these are wrong? things that we need to discuss as a society not just as women right because the men in our lives shouldn't be super surprised when one day you're like (laughs) i can't have sex with you anymore because it's painful right because that happens during menopause it can be it can come you can have painful sex you can have all kinds of other symptoms anyway all right so this article is called women have been misled about menopause hot flashes sleeplessness pain during sex for some of menopause's worst symptoms there is an established treatment why aren't more women offered it and it's from the new york times and it's written by susan dominus published february 1st 2023 updated on the second so they must have had something to update just yesterday guys i know it's not your timeline but it is ours ours. (laughs) um and i'm not it is a long article guys i'm gonna preface it with that i gave it my best shot of reading the whole thing and even (laughs) i only made it like halfway through before i was like cool i gotcha i'll finish you later (laughs) but it's super interesting and it has a kind of holistic look at historically treatment for menopause and what has changed over time and and some of the setbacks that have occurred where, you know, like one completed study has these ripple effects on treatment and prescriptions and women's lives, you know, kind of like how that one bad study about autism really mm-hmm. screwed up people's belief in vaccines. Yes. <laughs> 
you know, the one study that was fatally flawed and linked them has then been proven completely inaccurate by all studies since. Mm-hmm. But people still have that fear uh, yep. of vaccines causing autism because of it. So there's an incident like that with women's health and hormonal replacement therapy. And that's really what the article's about. But it's really good. And it talks about women going through menopause and some of the, you know, struggles and the the struggles with the medical profession and the way it doesn't always listen or believe women mm-hmm. or take it into like or they just like pretend like it's normal and it's okay that you're miserable and that's fine you'll, yeah. you'll get through it it's like that's not it's, that shouldn't be our acceptance like right <laughs> so anyway we don't have time to help you guys sorry yeah, we're just, doing man things you'll be fine we've got to figure another boner pill out guys like <laughs> come on yes that's way more important <laughs> <laughs> there is one particular if i can find it i would like to read just a quote out of it because i thought it was incredibly telling i mean it, it's kind of the, the same way we have to reframe everything like if this was men but here here's the, here's the quote like imagine that some significant portion of the male population started regularly waking in the middle of the night drenched in sweat a problem that endured for several years Imagine that those men stumbled to work, exhausted, their morale low, frequently tearing off their jackets or hoodies during meetings and excusing themselves to gulp for air by a window. Imagine that many of them suddenly found sex to be painful, that they were newly prone to urinary tract infections, with their penises becoming dry and irritable and even showing signs of what their doctors called atrophy. Imagine that many of their doctors had received little to no training on how to manage these symptoms, and when the subject arose, sometimes reassured their patients that this process was natural, as if that should be a consolation enough. Now imagine that there was a treatment for all these symptoms, but doctors often overlooked. Mm. Panda fuck ammonium, people. <laughs> but that's the, the reality for women, down. right? Yes. Yeah. That <laughs> is, is what it's... we live with and are taught to deal with. Yeah. It's hard to believe like a giant group of men would put up with that shit. <laughs> no. Not Whereas we just wander through life like, okay, I guess I got to be miserable for five years. <laughs> We get to do that because we're told just to sit down and take it. Sit down and shut up. So, um, but anyway, I think it's a great article. We're not even in menopause yet or perimenopause. And I really appreciated reading it because I think it Mm -hmm. gives you some knowledge and stuff to think about so that in the next five, 10 years, when it may occur, you have to have that, that armor and that, and that ammo, like to go mm-hmm. into your doctor with like facts and knowledge that you've read, not just one article, read a lot, read, you know, yeah. experiences yeah. And, and books and stuff and, and talk to friends and women in your life who've been through it and get their experiences. Cause then you can really advocate for yourself and what you think you mm-hmm. want to help you. Instead of just, all right, we're going to accept it. Yeah, exactly. And that'll open up the books for the future generation to then say, hey, I'm open to talk to you about this. This is not something we should be silent about. Let's 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 have that conversation because I can guarantee that if I had this conversation with my mom, she wouldn't be uncomfortable talking about it with me. She, she just wouldn't know how to communicate it as well because it's not something she ever got. Mm-hmm. So let's break the mold. Excellent. All right. So cool. that is that. Yeah. Well, we can't rate this book with sex, guys, because we didn't get any. <laughs> no. Like, we barely got any sexual tension. Yeah. The most was when she was kind of thinking she was going to sleep with Ash that night. That was it. Exactly. That she, she was like, she was going to get. And then she got a hot flash and went into the bathroom. And by the time <laughs> she got out, he was gone. 
Yes, that's exactly what I And I mean, she got a glimpse of, not a glimpse, but she did get to see Logan, Logan with his shirt off and with like just a quilt or a, what was it? Yeah, a quilt. Not a quilt. Was it a quilt mm-hmm. that her mom and me wrapped around his body or something? So the good sex is coming. I anticipated. I can imagine it. So I think that that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. So just story. Story. I mean, I liked the I liked the story. I thought it was I, the whole Oracle thing really enticed me. Mm-hmm. Like I haven't read something like this, yeah. you know, with the the bracelet and it chooses its next person and it usually chooses older women who have kids have moved on no more spouse like so they're kind of on their own but they still have like ties to the like they most so far the ones that she knows about herself and flory the one before her they live in like an old family house that's theirs and so they have that root system but are Mm -hmm. free from immediate family needs so it kind of frees up them to do this oracling where they need to help people as they come along. Yeah. Which I think is fascinating because the whole Delphi thing was originally young virginal women. Yes. <laughs> so it's a complete like flip end of it. Mm-hmm. Like instead of it being something you choose to do early on and uh, you're now doing yeah. later in life. I like the explanation of the evolution of that too because they were being taken advantage of because of their they were young and virginal. And it's oh yeah. And the men who showed up with questions were assholes. Yes. Oh, yes. So I love that that was explained. It was very brief, but it was just kind of like, hell yeah, that's amazing. And like, and you think about it, and especially as a young woman, you're dismissed. Like men don't listen to young women. They don't have any fucking reason to. So even if you were this mystical, magical oracle being, they're still going to be like, that's not what I wanted to hear. So I'm going to dismiss it. Whereas an older woman with no shits to give is going to be like, hey, bitch, (laughs) what you want isn't happening. Move on. Exactly. And they're going to have to just be like, oh, man, that lady told me. I guess I got to (laughs) listen. Yep. And that is Winter. I like Winter as that character because she's she's also not too prideful where she's just like a little bit hard headed with learning all of these different things. Like all of this is real new to her, obviously. She didn't, she didn't know, know any of it. Any the, the magical world was not a thing. Nothing. But she's open to it and she's learning about it and she's just like, All right, this is this is happening. I'm going with it. Yeah. Well yeah. and I love like so and we didn't really get into it, but like the cops keep coming around because they're still oh, kind yeah. of concerned that Ash because oh, yeah. she reported Ash as being missing. Because he was there and then he wasn't. And the hotel room was trash. So it did look suspicious. And like the one cop has known her her whole life. And the other cop is kind of new to town. And he's very suspicious. And he's like, you're going out to a bar and you meet a guy and you come back to his hotel room. And now he's missing. So obviously you Don't did it, me. you know. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's being very judgmental. Oh, your husband's only six months dead. And like really yeah. super assholey about shit. And I just love how she keeps like putting him in. She's just like, she does. What is your problem? I have like mm-hmm. done nothing. Like I went yeah. home with a dude, you know? Oh, yeah. Officer Scott is nefarious oh. in some way. He's got some deeper things going on in this story, I think. I think he's just a judgmental piece of shit man. Also that. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> I'm all like, I hate this guy so much. Well, I don't hate him. I don't, I don't hate him enough yet. No, but I was but... like, I think I, I want him to be a bad guy in some kind of way so I can hate him more because he's not cool. I get that. But I also think it's more realistic that he's just this kind of asshole. Like he just Ooh. judges women for choices they make and thinks that he's entitled to make those judgments. And, and he's a cop. So he gets yeah, to bully them about extra... it with that power. It makes right. total sense to me in the, wor- the way the world really works. And so he doesn't That's need true. to be supernatural or have... He doesn't need to be a supernatural or have any other further disinclination, you know, like nefarious issues. He can just be this kind of piece of shit who's like, 
own. This 45-year-old yeah. woman whose husband just died is out at a bar dancing with a oh. dude she just met, and now he's missing. She must have done something to him. And I'm it like, was her fault. the logic doesn't follow. It doesn't track. Like, she didn't have to report it. She could have just left. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. And none the wiser. Anyway. Um, so I do like all of that. I like the story. Again, always want sex, so would have enjoyed <laughs> that. And I do think because it is a first book, there's always a lot of you have to go on the journey with the character because you don't know the yeah. world either. And so uh, there were some bits that I just thought were drug out a little bit longer than I would have liked mm-hmm. them to be. And, you know, I want some answers a little bit quicker sometimes. But that's just me being an impatient person. But <laughs> so I think I give it just a seven. I really, you know, it's a good start and I'm excited to follow her. And, you know, I want her and Logan to have some funny 40-year-old sex. Like, yes. I really just want that. <laughs> I agree. I'm with you on this oven as well. I think that that is going to be a fun adventure to go on with the both of them. And then when they start having their relations, it's going to be a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to that, especially since book two actually falls into the paranormal romance (laughs) category. That's really funny. I'm terrified to read three and have it be horror. I just am really excited. Like, what is that going to be? There's blood everywhere. Like, we don't read horror. No. Yeah. Awesome. All right. So what is next? So for our next book, guys, we are going to be reading Claiming Beauty by Sky Alder. I don't know. Is this going to be part of a series? Do you know? Or if it's just a one-off? I'm not sure. Uh, good fucking question. I don't think it's a one-off. <laughs> um, okay. So it is book one in the Once Upon a Shifter series. Okay. And if I remember correctly from when we met Sky at Shameless mm-hmm. last time, yeah, this is all retelling of classic fairy tales. Yes. So I think this is Sleeping be cool. Beauty, and then book two is Marking Red, which I think will be Red Riding Little Hood. Little Red Riding Hood, yeah. And then Mating Cinderella and Stealing Snow, which is obviously Cinderella and then Snow White. Snow White. That's my okay. guess. Okay. Oh, wait. I could either see Sleeping Beauty or Beauty and the Beast. It's but Beauty it and the Beast. Would. It's Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay, good, because that's my favorite one. I yeah. can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Yeah, and we're hoping to do an interview with them, so stay tuned for that. We'll see if that is on the horizon. Yes. So, yep, book one, Claiming Beauty. We'll see you guys in two weeks for that. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we'd love to hear from you. You can tell us your funny stories of taking men home from the bar. <laughs> Or menopause (laughs) issues. Let's hear about those too. Um, You can reach out to us on social media. We are Dirty Books on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Or you can email us directly at shdirtybooks at gmail.com. And in all of those places, it is sh with three H's. And you can visit us on our website at shdirtybooks.com and most places that you can find podcasts. You guys can go there, rate, review, subscribe. That would be amazing. And please reach out to us. We really love it when people talk to us. And Jim Townsend, thank you for your music. And with that, we're going to say goodnight. This is Saylet. This is Kalina. And we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Yeah, you've been listening to Reading Dirty Books with Kalina and Saylet. Be sure to tune into the next episode. Some more of your dirty books read to you. And if you're listening on a format... It allows you to give a rating. Please do that for them.